my head is a little bit fuzzy, but I feel like God's been stirring something for us this morning. Um, I, I didn't tell Anne this, but we're going to have a look from Ephesians, tw- um, verse 12, Ephesians 4, verse 12. Um, and there's two things that I think that God is wanting to draw out this morning. Um, the first is, is Christ the head of your body, this body, and the wider body? Um, and, and we see this from, from, the, from the passage here, but also I was just reminded, um, just as we were worshipping, of Colossians 1, um, 15 to 20, where it says, Christ is the head of the body, the church. Is he the head of the body, of your body, of this local body, and the wider body? Um, that's the first thing that I think God is challenging us with this morning. Is he in the right position? Is he where he's meant to be? And the other thing is, do we, we get to be the body? And show the body. And being the body and showing the body means us being effective. Working together. Like this this passage is amazing. We're going to unpack it a little bit. But every sinew and every part of the body working together so that we're really effective. Really effective. For us here. Why? For growth. Do you want to grow? Do you want to be mature? This passage is amazing. It says mature to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. I don't know about you, but I want to look like that. And the only way that I get to look like that is if you do your part. So you're responsible for my growth, okay? And I'm responsible for your growth. The only way that's going to happen is if we do the part that God has asked us to do. And when we are functioning like we're meant to function, when we are equipped, when we are, when we are growing to the maturity of the stature of the fullness of Christ, what happens is we become attractive. I don't know about you, but I, I, it, it burns my heart that the church is depicted in such a negative light. There's so much contention in the media, and the media want to kind of paint this picture of the church being the baddie. And, and we, need to, we need to fight that. Well, how do we fight that? We fight that by loving one another so well. We love one another so well that the, church, the, the rest of the world goes, wow. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Not, I don't want to be a part of that because of the issues or because of the way that they've, they've loved people or because of the way that they've alienated people or because of the way that they've got it wrong or used money badly. No, because of how they've loved one another. So attractive and so inviting that people are like, what's my part? I want to be a little finger. I want to be a leg. Ephesians is amazing. The first three chapters of Ephesians are like Paul's, um, it's, it's like him presenting the theology of Jesus. So the first three chapters are him just unpacking who God is and what he's like and what he's done through Jesus. And it's amazing. And there's like a real ebb and flow. And there's almost a bit of like poetry to the way that he writes in the first three chapters. And, and it's this big doctrine and theology of who Jesus is. And then the next three chapters, four to six, are how we get to live in response to who Jesus is. And Paul then unpacks each part and he's, he says, this is the church and these, it, these are how relationships work with each other. And he kind of unpacks what living with Christ in the position that he's meant to be, how that impacts our lives. You see, because our theology should impact our practice, right? Not the other way around. Because if we just become about what we do that informs our theology, we've got it all wrong. 
Because that's going to be a works gospel, isn't it? But if our theology of who Jesus is informs what we do, we've got it right. Because what happens is we see him and we want to be like him and then we walk and follow in his ways. If you want to put it in a technical churchy way, our orthodoxy should inform our orthopraxy. So what we think and believe should inform what we do. Our practice, our walking in faith. And this is like the foundations of our faith. Jesus informing what we look like. Now, some of you will know I've been building a wall and um, I've dug this trench. I dug it two foot deep and a foot wide and, um, and then I'm building seven courses high of uh, breeze box, not breeze box, but concrete blocks, sorry. Um, and a builder came around the other day and he said, Are you have a laugh. You've built a foundation that could hold a house. So I have like totally wasted way too much time building the best foundations for no real reason. I could have like literally cut two-thirds of my time to build this. But we have to have strong foundations in order that the thing that people see is strong. It's strong but also beautiful and attractive and people want to come and see it. And that doesn't happen unless our foundations are right. Our understanding and belief in who Jesus is must inform who we are and what we do and how we walk out our life. The invitation in this passage is to be like Jesus, to be his body, the body of Christ. This amazing image that Paul paints and and we see throughout scripture. Well, who was Jesus? If we see who Jesus is, we get to have a think about who we can be as a local body, but also the wider body, the church. Well, he served, he healed, he loved, he challenged, he invited, he gave joy, freedom, fullness of life. Our invitation is to be this. Our invitation is to be this. And the thing is, this passage is brilliant because what happens is Paul, um, Paul basically says, if you're not these things, then you, you'll get it wrong. So in verse, um, could you just flick on the next? Uh, go back to verse 12. Next verse. Next verse. Yeah, Um, verse 14, if you just put it up there. I should have brought my Bible, really. Um, (laughs) Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there in every wind of teaching by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be easily swayed. I want to be true. I want to walk in the way that God has called me to walk and not be swayed, not be drawn by other thinking. And this is God's invitation to us. I want to be a body that looks like the body of Christ. Our purpose as a body is fullness, it's growth, it's unity and ministry together, knowledge and stability. I want to look like that, really attractive to people. I want to help you grow and look more like Jesus. 
There's a really great um, word in uh, verse 12. Well, it comes a couple of times, but the first time in verse 12, um, which is the equip word, if you just go back to that, to equip his people for works of service. Now, I love, I love reading different versions of the Bible. And a lot of you will know that if you go back to the original writing, sometimes you get something even greater, even more depth. And the Greek word that is used for this equip word is actually kata, katartismos. katartismos. Um, so the, the Greek word is katartismos, but that word is the same word that, that is used for furnishing a house or setting a bone. Setting a bone. And, and what the, the root of it means is to be restored to its original intended function. To be restored to its original intended function. So what is the function of the body of, the Christ, of Christ? The body of Christ is to look like Christ. To grow, to be mature, to be full together. So that the world looks at the body of Christ and goes, I want to be part of the body of Christ. Okay, Joel, come and join me. Katie Miller, come on. Two doctors, everyone, give them a ripple. These guys are going to help me um, play a little game as an illustration. Okay, so have we got this? Okay, what a game this was. Does anyone remember this? I had this like when I was like eight or something. Okay, so I need you guys to come and play this game. So, Joel, why don't you find the... Can you get the apple out for us, Joel? <laughs> it's a tricky one to start. If you see that nose go, shout. Oh, round of applause. Okay, Katie Miller. These guys are both doctors, by the way. That's why I've picked them. Um, Katie, could you remove the elastic band, whatever that's meant to represent? Oh, good job. Okay, right now, Joel, I want you to use your non-writing hand, so your, the, your opposite hand, and I'd like you to remove the heart, please. It's hidden, it's hidden. Hey, there we go, right. Next, Katie, you got a red nose, sorry, you're out. Katie, could you remove the heart, please, with your non-writing hand? Oh. She's ambidextrous, surely. Oh, okay. Um, Right, now I want you to use this implement. You have to use this and the tongs there, okay? To take out the heart. Yeah, the heart's a good one. It's quite a tricky one. (laughs) Get that fork in. (laughs) He's failed already. Katie, come on, you have a go. Oh, good skills. Whichever. Get that fork in. (laughs) 
Ah, oh, okay. Round of applause. Thank you, guys. You see, the body of Christ, when, you, when we don't function in the way that we're meant to function, we become ineffective. So, so both of them, you put restraints on them. You know, I was going to have one where they did it blindfolded or, you know, we could have got could have got more radical, but your wrong arm or, or use this extra implement and don't function in the way that God has meant you to, to function, we become ineffective. And we see what's ha- what happens, the, the nose goes and it, it, I mean, it used to make a noise when I was growing up, but it, it kind of vibrates. Um, but the, the thing is, us functioning in the parts that God has intended us to function is really, really important. It's really important. I don't know about you, but so often I have done something or been something as part of the local body or the wider body of Christ that I wasn't meant to be. And, and what happens when I am that is I, well, one thing, I, I rob someone else of being that who's actually meant to be that. And also I'm not being who I was meant to be. If I'm meant to be a little finger, but I'm operating as a thumb, do, do you get that? Like, I, it's not going to work. If you see someone functioning in a, in a part of the body that they're not meant to, or you think that they, they need to be something else, then say that. Give them the challenge and say, look, actually, maybe you're meant to be this. You know, as this body, are you meant to be hosting, worshipping, worship team, serving the kids team? They need more people. Forge. Some of you heard last night the amazing work of Forge, but they're crying out for team. And maybe it's you. Maybe you're part of that body that needs to step up and say, yes, I'll be that part for you. And when you are that part, what happens is you help each other grow in maturity. And there's, um, uh, if you can just go to verse 15, I think. Yeah, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And this, um, this word here, speaking the truth in love, is actually better translated as truthing in love. Truthing in love is the, it's the active word. And, and what that means is, is having the speech, but also the pattern and the ways to help people grow and walk in love. So it's like the truth is the thinking and the right um, communication in terms of speech and what we do. And love is the practice of what it looks like to others. Truthing in love, will you do that for other people? You know, those conversations that may be a little bit more challenging. Those, those moments where you say, do you know what? I just, I've seen that and I'm not sure about that. Why, why don't you try this? Or inviting people to step out, have a go at something. Will you help equip others to be the fullness that they were meant to be? I um, I broke my little finger once um, because we're on this expedition walk and we had this um, this amazing Sherpa. We called him Sherpa, um, and it was up in. Um, the remote Yorkshire Moors, and we'd been on this epic walk, and we got to kind of the middle of the walk. It was on top of the moors, and there was an old sheep's hut where people stopped and rested and had um, 
uh, just stop for lunch and stuff. So we, we'd stopped in this place, and there was, in the middle of the sheep's hut, for some reason, someone had put up a false wall. I don't know why, there was just this false wall in the middle. And my friend, like, kicked the wall and put his foot through it, and we were laughing and joking around. I said, oh, that's so funny. Punched it like that and hit a breeze block that, that ran across. Um, so in the middle of this Yorkshire, Yorkshire Moors, I was like, I'm in agony, this is really painful. And this professional Sherpa said, no, don't worry, shoved my glove back on my hand. I was in absolute agony for like three days. Anyway, eventually I said, look, I need to, I, I went to go and check it out. And I'd, um, I basically crushed my knuckle on my little finger. Um, and it took ages to fuse. It took ages. It took, it took me time to rest and wait before I used it again. It took, um, it took a cast to hold it in place. And as the body, as we function to, to equip, to help people be who they were originally intended to be, we need to do that together. Are you the thing that holds someone in place? Are you the encouragement that says, keep on going? Are you, are you the medicine that, ca- that helps the pain go away? How are we helping each other function and be the people that we're meant to be? I want us to help each other grow. Help each other grow to be the fullness of Christ. And we can't be the fullness of Christ unless we let him be the head. He is the head of the body. And this morning, I think it's quite challenging this because... I know that Jesus isn't the head of of all of me in every way. And I know that in this church, he's not the head. Because we we would know if he was fully the head in our lives and in, in the lives of this church. What would it look like for us to put him totally first? And one of the first Christian creeds um, of the early church was Jesus is Lord. It's an amazing thing, but... Just hold it light. Don't hold it lightly, that, that phrase. Are you prepared to say Jesus is Lord of everything? Of your needs, your comfort, your provision? Is he the head? Is he the leading beat? Is he the one that's showing you where to go? Is he the one that, that guides your ways and your paths and shows you how you're meant to function in this local body? If this body doesn't put Christ first, we're going to look bruised and broken and ugly. And we've done it. You know, we've done it. I think we need to keep repenting of when we've done it. When we've thought, oh, we should look bigger here, or we should, we should be a bigger church, or, oh, look at that church over there. We're better than them. No, rubbish. Rubbish. That looks bruised and broken and ugly. And people don't want to come to that. People are not attracted to that kind of body. What would it look like if we really looked like Jesus? People seeing this local body and going, wow, I want to know what that's about. I want to be part of that. People drawn and called to a relationship with the Father, deep friendship with God. Why? Because we look like Jesus and we say, come to the Father. He wants to know you. Us being the body together now helps the world see us as we're meant to be seen. 
And that looks like us all taking responsibility to help one another become the part that we're meant to be, to grow, to become mature, to move from unbelief to belief in every part of our lives. Jesus looks beautiful. The fullness of who he is is incredible. Just look at the Gospels. Everyone was drawn to him. They were attracted to him. He was still challenging and hard. He still drew the line. But people wanted to be around him. I think looking like the body of Christ here looks like making life better. It looks like making disciples. It looks like my neighbor going, yeah, I want to I believe. I want to move into fullness of life. It looks like your colleagues saying, do you know what? There's something different about the way that you live at work. Your language is different. I'm challenged by it. That's what the body of Christ looks like. Making life better by serving and loving the poorest, the lowest, the broken, the lonely. By healing the sick and setting captives free. Who are the people in your life at the minute that you know are bound by something that God doesn't want them to be bound by? And are you going to be the body of Christ to them and say, let me help you be free? Who in this room do you need to encourage or challenge to change to be a different part of the body? So that when they move into that place, we all get to grow. We all benefit when we're operating and being the thing that God has asked us to be. We need to say yes to being the body of Christ. So that we grow into his fullness. And that the world wants to look at us and go, yes, I'm attracted to that. Us functioning in that way is so important. Are we attractive enough that people want to join in? Where are you not being the part of the body that you were meant to be? Can you see another part of the body that is broken and bruised and hurting that you need to help fix, to equip, to restore to its original intended function? That might look like saying, do you want to come for lunch today? I'll meet you in the week. It might look like you're inviting someone around this week to have food with you or to pray with them, to stop just that little bit longer. Because as we begin to function like that, we become more effective for each other. So we grow into maturity, but also for the world. The body of Christ is God's vehicle to make himself known. To make himself known to the world. We need to look like something that they want to see and know. Have you been hurt by the body? So many times. By the wider church, by, the, by some things that I might not agree with or the way that things are done. By people in the local body. People in Sheffield, other churches. Have you been hurt? Do you need to let go of the hurt from the body of Christ and move on and say, do you know what, enough? I'm going to forgive. I'm going to choose to not be offended by that. 
Because these things that we hold on to are making us less effective in being the fullness of the body of Christ. Um, I want us to respond to that. So, um, Jack, if you guys can come and just um, bring some music. We're going to have... Um, we're going to have communion in a minute, but we're just going to take a couple of minutes now to respond to um, to what God's been saying. Uh, why don't we stand? In a minute, we're gonna we're going to break the body of Christ together to share in that amazing moment to remember who He is and demonstrate what He's done. Um, but before we do that, I just feel like there's an invitation to repent. Um, to repent of wrong thinking about about the body of Christ um, and to say yes to right thinking. Um, so two things, to repent of where we've thought about the body of Christ in a wrong way, but also to let go of hurt. So just ask Holy Spirit... Um, if either of those you need to respond to. To let go of hurt by the body of Christ in whatever way it was from when you were growing up, younger, maybe recently something has been said or done from this local body that's really hurt you or the Sheffield church or the wider church. It's time to let go. Or do you need to repent where you haven't had the right thinking about your place in the body of Christ. You're needed. We need you to function well. And you choosing to believe that is how you step into that. That's where it starts. It starts with your thinking about who you are. To repent of not putting Jesus as the head of your life or the head of this church, the one who is in control the one who brings people, the one who saves people, the one who heals people, restores people, equips people. Is he the head of your body, of this local body and the wider body? Do you need to repent? We're going to use this song to just engage with what God's saying. So um, we'll do that now and then we'll share in communion to, to share the body of Christ together.